You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So, we've been going through all those things, right? And I, does anybody know what, to, what today is on the church calendar? Not church 2911 calendar, but the big church calendar? Pentecost Sunday. How did y'all know that? I mean, nobody ever announces that anymore, right? That was the day that the Holy Spirit fell, Acts chapter 2, and uh, the, the spiritual gifts began operating through just regular normal people. That was that day. And so here we are today talking about a different set of gifts. We've talked about those five gifts to the church. We've talked about the spiritual gifts, you know, those that are really the awesome ones, right? Today we're talking about motivational gifts. Here is the reason we believe you need to know your motivational gift is because we believe at 2911, everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. That means everyone. That means everyone. Every person sitting here listening to me, you have something awesome to do for Jesus. But some of you still haven't figured out what that is. You don't know what it is. And some of you are struggling to say, really? Me? You're talking about everybody but me. I mean, out of the 99%, you know, I'm the one that, that, that doesn't have. No, everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. You know, these motivational gifts, these are, these are like the passions that you have inside of you, that God has put inside of you. The, the, the reason, it's kind of like, you know, what makes you tick? You know, it's like what cranks your tractor? You know, what you like to do, those kinds of things, right? All, all, of, all, of those, all those things. And this is what God has put inside of each of us. And so we all have these things. And so we need to figure out what this is because we've got something awesome to do for Jesus. Now, these motivational gifts, as uh, most people call them today, uh, uh, I want to read to you where this is found in Scripture. Okay? I just wanted you to know this wasn't something we came up with last week. This is actually 2,000 years old, Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to read a few verses leading into it. I want to set up, kind of want to roll into it a little bit. So, you know, I never want to take anything out of context, but I want, and this is a little bit deeper than that. I want you to really get, get what God is saying to us here. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because of God's mercy, okay, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, not dying today, but living for him today, sacrificially living for him, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship and some translations say your reasonable service to him after all he's done for you this is your reasonable service do not conform to the pattern of this world I mean if I had time we could stop there and preach a little while do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is when your mind is renewed and is in sync with his, his mind, then you'll be able to test and prove what his will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed each of you. If you think about that screen you saw just a few moments, the last screen you had on your phone. You know, don't think highly of yourself because you had a zero or you, you had negatives on some of those, didn't you? So don't think highly of yourself just because you think, man, I'm up here, but yeah, but you're down here on some other things. That's the way we all are. We all have strengths and we have weaknesses. Uh, next slide, we'll go on. Um, for just as each of us 
has one body with many members. This is, this is something we see in the New Testament. We're really, we're kind of this body is kind of uh, referred to as, as, you know, our bodies that we have. And this is the, the example he's giving us right here. And these members of our body, fingers, toes, and everything, do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace, of, uh, the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay? So, what are the purposes of these gifts? Glad you asked. That's what we're going to talk about the next. All right? The purposes of the gifts. All right? And, and the very first one is this is to not actually have or, or, or just simply own a gift, but to actually use the gift that you have. I, I, I mean, you know, you take this home. Okay, we've told you now. We've helped you to see out of these, these gifts, we've helped you see out of these seven gifts where your strengths are. So you, you know that. Well, this isn't a badge, you know, that you wear around, you know, and you just say, hey, see this? I, I, and I thought about this, and I know, you know, Andy Griffith's not as popular as he used to be, but uh, that episode where uh, Jerry Van Dyke has kind of, he, he's kind of slipped uh, one of the badges, the sheriff's, the deputy's badge, and he's got it on his, on his uh, shirt, you know, and he's gone down, and he's trying to break up a fight, and, uh, you know, and these guys are fighting, and he's just kind of getting knocked back, and he said, I got a badge, I got a badge. And, you know, I, that's not what these are for. It's not for you to say, look what I am. This says that I've got the gift of prophecy. This says I've had the motivational gift of service. This says I have the motivational gift of administration, or a lot of people like to say, of leading. So you need to, you know, you see this? You need to let me be your leader. It's not to have it, but to actually use it. I mean, if you saw the the language there, you know, if your gift is is teaching, then teach. You know, just simply, okay, do it. You know, if your gift is serving, then, then serve. Just do it, right? If you've got that, then do it. Okay, here, here's the second reason, is that the gifts are to be used for the benefits, the benefit of others, not just to be used in this hour, 15 minutes that we have together here on Sunday mornings, or 20, or, or if you'd like to come early for fellowship, maybe you're here a couple hours. But even at that, you remember we talked about that in the sermon series. We added it up, right? But the time that we spend together here is about 1% of our week. Why would God wire us in such a way just for this one percent. He doesn't do that, right? You are wired this way, not for this moment, but for all 168 hours that you're going to live this week. And you're going to spend more of those hours with coworkers and and classmates, even though I guess you're out of school now, and friends and family members that you're going to spend right here. And so these motivational gifts are not just for what we do here on Sunday morning. So how do you fulfill that gift? How How do you act through that gift? How do you fulfill that passion that is in you Throughout your week and all of all of your communities, you know. Um, bring bring up that next slide. This next little point. I, I read this the other day, and this isn't a di- exact direct quote. If your theology or gifts don't get you out the door, something is wrong. Because the reason for theology and gifts is to reach and help others. I mean, if you just if you just have it just so you can argue it, man, I've run into a lot of those people. If you just have it just so you can say, look at my badge, then it's useless because your theology and your gift was given to you to reach others, to help others, to minister to them. Think about Christ. 
He, didn't, he came to, to re restore us back to fellowship with the Father, but, but uh, you know, and through, through the, the death and uh, on the cross, through Easter and the resurrection, through all of those things, yet he was constantly reaching and touching people where they were, helping them in their needs. Even, even when they didn't come and ask for that, he was still doing those things for him. So this purpose that we have of, uh, for the gifts, the second is, is it's for others, but it's the thirdly, it's for the glory of God. All gifts are for the glory of God. Now, I think sometimes we, we look at, when, when we feel like we need to do something for God, or the pastor says you need to be doing something for God, we kind of sometimes maybe get this attitude that, okay, God gave us gifts because God got all this stuff he wants to done, and he doesn't have anybody else to do it, so he's got to use me, right? I mean, you ever feel that way? Like, okay, that's why God gave us gifts. He gave you a gift because God's got something he needs done. But I think it's just the opposite. I think it is the exact opposite. I don't think God gave you gifts because he has something that he needs done. But I think he has something he needs done that he's left undone because he's given you gifts. Let me explain what I mean. You parents, grandparents, have you ever been doing something and you had a little helper? You know what I'm talking about? You ever, you ever done something and you had a little helper? And sometimes you had a little helper on purpose. Sometimes you had a little helper and you didn't ask for it or whatever, right? But while you're doing whatever it is you're doing, you know, building, building something, projects. Uh, uh, my grandson, Colin, he is always coming up with some kind of project that he and I can build. And sometimes I have to just tell him, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't have an engineering degree. We can't build that one, Colin, you know. But he's always got these ideas. And so you, you do these little things. you got these little helpers. And have you ever, when you've got them working with you, doing things with you, have you ever left something undone so that they could do that little thing? You thought, this is something they can do. They can pour this in the cup, you know, or they can stir the bowl, or they can hammer on this nail. It's going to take them five minutes, but that'll keep them busy. Let them hammer on this nail, right? And you leave something for them to do. Why? So that they can feel they were a part of it and they accomplished things. I believe God does exactly that same thing. You see, you could just sit home. God could have set it up where we just sit in our recliner all day long until it's time to go to bed. And we go to bed and get up the next morning. How are we going to eat? God's got that one figured out too. In the book of Exodus, he just dropped bread out of heaven. I mean, he could lay it in your lap where you had nothing to do, but he has left all this other stuff done because he's given you gifts, because he wants you to be a part. Man, I'm seeing this so much in our Grow Group curriculum lately. I remember uh, just about three weeks ago when we were talking about prayer, and that was the thing that really jumped out at me, is that, is that prayer is not for us to change God's mind, and, and prayer sometimes changes us, but prayer is really to help us get in sync with him so that we can be involved and be a part of what he's doing. And so that's what God does, is he has left things to do, and giving you gifts so that you can be a part of what he's doing so you can say, hey, I'm a part of this. I'm not just sitting here on my rear end for an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. I've got something to do these other 160 plus hours a week. And I've got something to do that's going to matter because this is about eternity. This is about people's hurts. This is about where, where people are, are, are struggling. I've got something really serious there. And so for that purpose, because of that, because... I fully believe that God left these. I mean, he created the world. But he created it in such a way that you had places to fulfill and, and, and things to do. And he gave you the passions. You've got a passion. You've got a, and he gave us all the passions so we can get these things done. That's why. 
And I think, I think we need this reminder. Leaders, we need this reminder again today. Haven't said this and said it a little differently today, but hadn't said this in a while. We need this reminder of the purpose of teams, ministry teams at 2911. The purpose of our ministry teams is not to get tasks done, but to allow people to operate in their passions and gifts. Don't forget, if you're a team leader, make sure you write that one down. If you've forgotten that one, don't forget it again. It's, it's not because we, we all get so caught up in all the stuff that's got to be done, right? I mean, you got to-do lists, I've got to-do lists, all God's children got a to-do list. We get caught up in all the stuff that's got to be done. You know, we got to get this painted and this done and this, uh, this light run and all this. We get caught up in all of that. And we're going to, got to get it done, got to get it done. I, I call a team member, get some team members together and all this. And, and we, we, we get focused on the task and we forget the purpose of the task is that God left these things undone because we all have these gifts that we need to be involved in in getting these things done. So all of our ministry teams, that's the whole purpose is to bring glory to God because you have something awesome to do for Jesus. Now there's, a, there's a, an illustration uh, an illustration that, um, and I've, I've, I've used it a couple times here, but it's been a long time. So it, it kind of describes how all the gifts kind of work just a little bit. Uh, it's just give me, it's just that list on that screen, right, of prophecy, and there you go, prophecy, mer, mer, prophet, merciful. So, so these, are, these are your gifts, and I know you're probably looking up there saying, oh, wait, that, that's where I am. Well, here's, here's the story. Here's the example. All these people, these seven people, they're having dinner together. And uh, someone gets up and goes to get the dessert, and as they're bringing it back to the table, the dessert spills and falls all over the floor. And the one, the gifted prophet says, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Whenever you're not careful, something like that will happen. And the person who is gifted in mercy says, don't worry about it. It happens to all of us. Right? And then the one who is the servant, the one who is gifted as a server, they said, hey, just step back and let me clean it up, okay? Just step back. I got this. I know where the towels are. You know, I, I, I've got, I got this. Just back up and I can do it. And then the, the one who was gifted as a teacher said, well, you know, let me, let me just tell you why that happened. It's because you, you didn't have the tray balanced exactly right. So next time if you balance it, it'll probably work out better. And then the, the one who's the exhorter, you know, the encourager, they said, look, don't worry about it. Here's what we'll do. Next time we'll start with the dessert on the table. And so it won't happen next time. You know, and, and then the giver says, okay, everybody just wait just five minutes. I'm going to go buy us another dessert. I'll be right back. And then the administrator says, Lexi, get a mop. Ro, you pick up the utensils. And Jimmy, uh, you go buy us another dessert. <laughs> you know, and that's what the administrator. And that's how these gifts kind of function. Uh, I've, I've always thought that was a, an excellent example of how all these gifts function. And every one of them are needed. And, you know, not every time. Do we need a prophet necessarily to step in and say, I knew that was going to happen. Let me tell you why y'all are wrong. <laughs> but every once in a while, we need somebody to step up and say. And, and, and you know, we don't always need a merciful. <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, favorite examples of, of uh, the wrong person, or, or the, maybe the right person in the wrong place, or the wrong person in the wrong place, is for a person who is gifted in mercy. You don't ever put them over your benevolence fund because you will be broke in two weeks. <laughs> Because they want to give something to everybody. Now, if you, if you, if you give a, a, a giver that, that, that uh, responsibility, you might not ever give out any money because they always want to make sure that their gifts are going somewhere that is, really, that is really taking care of things. And so that's why we need everybody. And so over the next 
few weeks, we're going to be studying, talking about, sharing with you these gifts, okay? Um, the motivational gifts, about your passions. We're going to be talking about those. And there are a couple of reasons for that, and, and this is the wrap-up. Don't get excited. Don't get your keys out just yet, okay? But, you know, it's, it's a wrap-up, but i got, got a little something to say here, okay? Here are the two reasons. The first one is, um, next slide for me, is, okay, thank you. Thank you for making sure I said this, all right? Um, so, uh, in my haste, I was about to miss this one. I need to say this one, okay? I need to throw this one at you. Sometimes it's the places where we aren't gifted that need more attention. Now, now listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this quick because I spend a little more time with everything else. Here's one of my, my problems, concerns with um, gift tests and, you know, like Enneagrams, you know, and uh, love languages and all those. Y'all know all those? The disc was, you know, one from way, way back. Here's my, I don't have a problem with those tests. What I have a problem with is how we use those tests. Because a lot of times, you know, what, what I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm a seven and I'm a six or I'm a four and you just need to get over it. Because <laughs> that's just who I am. That's not the reason for the test. The test isn't so that you can beat the person over the head and say, I told you I'm a two and you're supposed to treat me this way. But I've seen people do that. The reason for the test is to help you understand who you are, to help you become more complete and whole as a person, emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And so for the same reason here, and I know it's become more, uh, it's become more popular over the last couple of decades to say, don't work, I mean, I've heard people say, don't work on your weaknesses, they'll never get better. But work on your strengths because they will get better. Some of you may have heard that. Maybe you've heard something a little different. They say, I think I've kind of, yeah, it's become more popular. And there's a, a little bit of truth in that, but there's also some danger in that because then, you know, we get to that force. I told you I scored a minus six on mercy, so don't expect any mercy out of me. I mean, that's the attitude we could have, right? But here's the truth. If you're not gifted at all with the gift of passionate, motivational gift of mercy, that doesn't mean you can talk to people any way you want to. If you are not gifted in any way to serve or to help, if, you're, if you had a minus six in helps in serving, that doesn't mean that you never have the requirement or the duty or responsibility to reach out and to help someone. If you are not gifted as a giver, and we're going to explain what that means, but if you're not gifted as a giver, that doesn't mean you don't give. We all have to give. There was one of those questions that kind of laid it out for you there. Or like administration, let me say this one about administration too and I'll go on. If you aren't gifted in administration, that is not an excuse to waste your days away and say, well, I, I, I'm just not very organized. No. In actuality, if you are not gifted with the gift of mercy, then you need to work on your attitude toward people probably more than other people around you. If you are not gifted with uh, helps and service, you might need to maybe look back at your calendar and just check and see how many things am I doing for me and when was the last time I did something for somebody else and I got nothing, nothing for it? If you're not gifted as a giver, you know, you probably need to be looking at your budget and see how much you're doing for somebody else financially than even the gifted giver. Because the, the, the person who is gifted to give, they're thinking about it all the time, but you're probably not. And so sometimes it's the places where we aren't gifted that need more attention. So in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about your gifts. And the first reason that we need it 
skip down, now give me the next one. First we need it is so we better understand our own gifts and discover how to use them. All right, a little bit, little, bit little bit of example right here, and then we'll close with that number two real quick, okay? Is this. Imagine, can you think of just how much, back to that example of the body that we see so many times in the New Testament. How many things happen in your life without you even thinking about it? Like if you were to stand up right now, say someone really close to you dropped a, a, a bottle of water on the floor and it was, was spilling out, and you wanted to, you wanted to help, so, so what do you do? Do you say, okay, now, uh, let's see, I need to stand up, and I need to take this step, and I need to take, I mean, you don't do that, do you? But just to stand up, you think about how many almost involuntary actions take place in your, in your body for you to stand? I mean, because, I mean you, you don't really think about it, right? I mean, how many muscles do you think about? Now, I need to use this muscle, this muscle, this muscle. But, you know, I mean, you use your quads, you use your hamstrings, you use your glutes, you use your, your abs, you, you use your other core muscles. You might even use your upper body, like pulling up or pushing up to stand up. How many of those do you think about using when you stand up? Not a one. Or, or your toes. I want to use my toes to stand up. Yeah, you do. We all know, right? We use our toes to balance. And, and, and we forget that because it's been a long time since we were, you know, a baby and trying to figure out how to do this. You ever watched a baby? figuring out how to do this. Eventually, that baby figures it out, and his toes figure it out, and you know, by the time they're two, three, four, five, they're not, they're not thinking about balance anymore. We don't, we don't have to think about balance. It just happens. Or all those, all those bodily functions that we've been going through over the years that have given us the strength to stand up, like chewing food and swallowing it and digesting it and, you know, and, and then, you know, breathing, you know, everything that our lungs do and then our heart takes, takes all of that, you know, the, the nutrients and, and the oxygen and delivers it throughout all of our body. All of those things that we've done that we don't think a thing about is like, man, how, how perfectly a machine God has built in us, even, even when it's not working right at 100%. It's amazing how the human body works. And it's the same thing with the body of Christ. That when the body of Christ is all working as it's supposed to work, it's like a well-oiled machine. You don't see schism and division and anger and hatred you, you, because you see the words of prophecy that are needed and you see the spirit of mercy that is needed. And you see teaching and you see exhortation and you see help and encouragement and you see giving and you see leadership when the body is functioning like it's supposed to. And so you need to know. That's why we're going to talk about these in the next few weeks. But here's, here's the other reason is so that we can better understand and appreciate other people's gifts as well. You see, you might want to say, well, pastor, tell me when, you know, my gift is this one. Tell me when it's going to be so I can be back. No, you need to hear everybody else's also. Here's, here's, my, here's my favorite example on this, right? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a moment if, if this is true of you. If you like, don't raise your hand just yet, but if you like paperwork and stats and numbers and spreadsheets, Excel is your friend. You love, you know, you love a good calculator and maybe you still even got your slide rule from back in your high school days. So I'll have to tell some of y'all what that is, okay? Uh, you know, but you like that kind of stuff, paperwork and all that numbers and all that kind of thing. Raise your hand real quick. Just raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come up here and do something, all right? You're like, okay, just a few hands, right? So you know what the rest of us do? We look and say, who are the weirdos in here, right? <laughs> but you know what we should be doing? We should stand up right now and give them all a standing ovation. Thank you, thank you that you do that, and I don't have to do that, right? 
I mean, there are people that you work with that actually love doing that, you know, and they'll take it away from you sometime at work. And what do you do? Do you say, you're weird? No, you say, oh, thank you. Right? And so when, when we find out somebody is gifted differently than us, that's not a time for us to say, man, they are weird. That's a time to say, thank you, God, <laughs> that you've got someone that likes to give and is gifted to give, that you've got someone that likes to lead and is gifted to lead, that you have someone who, that likes to serve and is gifted to serve. Thank you, God, for doing that. So the reason we're doing this also is to appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.